talk about something real serious today, and uh, this is a brand new announcement. I'm filing papers in federal court today. So you guys are the first to hear. And yeah, go ahead and post it. It'll be censored in about six seconds. But here's what I'm going to say to those that are going to censor this. Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Let me tell you what I'm going to say. You are complicit in causing death. And I cannot wait to sue you over and over again. So ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what a woman who has incredible courage, who we're calling Jane Doe for right now, she gave me some information. She's an insider. She's a whistleblower. We're submitting to federal court today based on a sworn declaration. Under threat of perjury, this woman attested to this, and she is an expert. We know, based on what she said, that there have been at least 45,000 deaths from this vaccine. I'm going to tell you what I know. I know, based on this woman's testimony, because she has seen the inside of the systems, that there have been 45,000 deaths based on how many people died within three days of the vaccine in just one system that's reporting to the federal government. Now, I'm going to tell you what I can't prove. That, that piece of information, that 45,000 deaths, okay, I want to put that in perspective. 45,000, look around you. If all of you were dead now, that would not even come close to 45,000. I live in a town of about 10 to 12,000. If they killed my entire town, that would not be 45,000. Not a mathematician. Ladies and gentlemen, 45,000, and let me tell you what, there are reportedly around 11 or 12 systems that are reporting uh, deaths and injuries to the government. How many have really died? And why are they covering it up? These people are murdering people. This is, this is complicity at minimum. People need to be in jail. We, do you remember Brett Kavanaugh? The serious of the charges were such that we had to put that man through hell twice. The serious of the charges. One woman from 30 years ago who couldn't remember what she was saying. I am telling you, we have someone who has sworn under penalty of perjury that there's been at least 45,000. And my guess, I've been working on this for a while now, is that it's immensely higher number immensely they know it and they are covering it up and i want investigations immediately <laughs> america's frontline doctors empowered me to file this suit in alabama thank you simone thank you joey thank you all of you that are doing this because of that suit, we were able to make these connections and define this. 45,000. You're going to get censored when you talk about this. And you know what? If they try and censor the risk, I would say that's complicity. 
And I cannot wait to find out in court. So let's see, 45,000, let's see what they do. I want to challenge you all, okay? This is kind of a new idea for me, and it literally came to me this morning. I, I just, it's a random thing. I have no idea if this will work. Since we can't talk about the 45,000 murders because they, people weren't able to give informed consent because they've been covering up the risk, let's try and get 45,000 to trend on Twitter. We can't call it murders, but maybe we can. Let's try and get it to trend on Facebook. Just post everywhere you can. Now, I want to suggest maybe you go to Cloud Hub or something decent because God knows Facebook and Twitter suck. Am I allowed to say that in a church? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very fired up. I am. Ladies and gentlemen. Eighty percent. Eighty percent of the vaccinations have the eighty percent failure rate in Israel. They don't work. The absolute risk reduction from these vaccinations. One percent. You're being experimented on for one percent. And they want to experiment on my babies. I have an 8-year-old and 11-year-old. As God is my witness, hell will freeze over before I stand down on this. So I apologize. I'm, I'm more than a little bit frustrated, and I've been very eager to share this information because we need it everywhere. If you're at home, wherever you are, 45K. Let's call it the 45K initiative, right? We want everyone to hear this. I want investigations in Congress. I want Nancy Pelosi to call investigations. Do you care about our kids? She's claiming to. Let's see what she does. I want Adam Schiff, who talked about the seriousness of the accusations of Brett Kavanaugh. Well, I'm accusing you guys of covering up thousands of deaths. Welcome to Counterspin. July 21st, 2021. You can sense that man's frustration. That was, of course, of course, Attorney Thomas Rents, uh, who filed a lawsuit on behalf of the um, American Frontline Doctors, Simone Gould et al., uh, as the plaintiff. Uh, I believe that is going to be a good case going forward, and we have to keep an eye on that. Now, the Jane Doe that we're speaking about in that um, uh, clip who swore upon penalty of perjury that her figures were correct, uh, mentioned um, uh, she's developed more than a hundred distinct healthcare and detection algorithms for use in public and private sectors to pick up on fraud, <coughs> healthcare fraud, over 20 years. She's accessed to Medicare data and maintained by CMS uh, states, which is, of course, CMS is the uh, Centers for Medicines and Medicare Services. Um, thanks to Matrix Groove Show, Matrix Groove Show for breaking that story. Um, you can find them uh, on Telegram or on thematrix.com. Um, here's their video. We're back here with uh, Dr. Brian Ars. We did an interview with him, and he wasn't able to release the numbers at 3 o'clock. So 3 o'clock today, right here in Anaheim. What Dr. happened, Brian? As confirmed today by Thomas Renz, they just filed federal papers in a lawsuit against the government. 45,000 confirmed dead from the COVID-19 shots within three days so far, and they've covered it up. 45,000. The VARS data has only reported 11,000, but there's 11 different report systems into the government. One of them alone has 45,000 that they have not released or told you. And Thomas Renz has got the paperwork, has the whistleblower, 
has a sworn affidavit and they're actually already filed a lawsuit today. It's not a game. Stay tuned, it's disgusting. And now they want to push on every child and they've passed a law that by September of this year, by the fall, they will be able to vaccinate every five-year-old in America before they go to school. 45,000 confirmed dead from one reporting system. Breaking news right here on the MG Show from Anaheim, California. Thank you, Dr. Artis. Thanks for tuning in, Matrix Groove. Boom. Okay, joining me via Skype now is lawyer and co-leader of the New Zealand Outdoors Party, Sue Gray. Welcome to the show, Sue, and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Calvin. Honour to be back. Great. I know you pressed for time, so we'll get straight into it. You have an update on the court case, on the jab-related information, New Zealand vaccine deaths, of which we will uh, push right into, American frontline doctors, and of course, the latest, which has just come to hand, is the Hipkins... Botch up. Yes. The Hipkins tall story that keeps changing. Yeah. Where would you like to start? Let's get into the court case update, if you like. Okay. Well, the the high court update, we are still playing around with what to do because basically things are changing so fast and we can either go back to the high court or we can do our own inquiry. There's a, there's temptations either way. And we've now got all of the issues arising out of the um, no jab, no job law, which is creating a whole series of employment cases. So yeah. the priority, I think, is to deal to some of these employment cases because that's the latest law off the block that really needs some attention. And then let the government continue to tell us lies and build bigger traps before we actually go back to the High Court or do the People's Inquiry or both. Is there any way of doing it simultaneously, court case and the investigation? Because from what I see, there is low-hanging fruit everywhere. There is. Look, if we had more lawyers and more team, then yes. Um, The problem is I need to sleep. Yeah, that's true. You are stretched. And I must admit, you're the type of person who does give your time to a lot of different causes, and as a result, it's, it's like anything else. It's If you're trying to do everything at once, you can't focus on one and, yeah. and do it the justice it deserves. So we encourage anyone out there who can help Sue, whether it's by donation, whether it's by helping with admin work, by gathering statistics and facts and figures, do so and make contact with her. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, there, there is. You, we, we have to choose one and follow it through because to go to court especially is a huge commitment of, of time, resources and energy. And you really just have to focus. Once you step onto the first step, it never stops. And of course, with the court case, you're not only fighting your case, but you're fighting uh, what is essentially a rigged deck. Yeah, we shouldn't be, but it seems that we are. Um, we've had so much trouble just getting information from the Crown and getting all everything everything that can go wrong will go wrong if they if they get a chance. They make it as hard as they can. So we really, really have to be on our game and have not only win fifty one forty nine. You basically have to win ninety nine one to have a chance of of getting it through the system. That's that's my experience with these. Um, controversial cases, let's say. Yeah, let's face it, the courts, because they are a creature of statute and they owe their very existence to an act of parliament, they're not exactly going to... Well, they're all about self-preservation, aren't they? They're not going to get rid of themselves in the process. 
Well, we've got a problem in New Zealand because the judges are appointed by the same people who appoint the rest of the bureaucracy. So overseas, in some good places, they have either political elections of judges or at least they have an independent judicial appointment process. New Zealand's been talking about that for years, but it hasn't happened. <laughs> it's like the mafia trying to tell them to stop their racketeering. It's not going to happen. Yeah, well, not unless they have to. And I think it's about time they have to. So tell us about, because I think people need to become aware of exactly the damage that these so-called vaccines, we call them, of course, the experimental serum, what sort of devastation they're having in this country as opposed to this phantom pandemic that was meant to be a wall of death wiping everyone out? Okay, there's no question there have been far more deaths already in New Zealand from the vaccine than there have been from COVID. I mean, there's just, there's just no contrast. What happens, though, with COVID is every death with COVID is fanfared on mainstream media um, multiple times, and it makes it hype up, whereas deaths from vaccine are buried. And it seems to be the agenda being pushed there, doesn't it? Because uh, mainstream media are complicit in not only covering this up, and remember, Jacinda Ardern, even though this is an experiment, it has not finished its trials until mm. I think it's June 2023. Yep. She has the nerve to come out and tell people in this country that they are safe and effective. How the hell can she do that? And when this thing's actually killing people, is she not at the very least responsible for manslaughter? Well, I've written an open letter saying that, saying homicide, because I totally agree it has only provisional consent. Provisional consent means it doesn't pass the safety and efficacy criteria for being a new medicine. And when you look at the law, Section 21 of the Medicines Act, they have to provide the name of the company importing it, their address, I think a copy of the label, um, whether it's going to be in pill format or liquid format, but they don't have to provide any safety information at all. And during the High Court case, the evidence for the Crown for MedSafe was that they'd thought about approving it as a full medicine, but they didn't have enough safety and efficacy data. So if you don't have enough safety and efficacy data, how can you possibly claim it's safe or effective? Simple, you can't, unless you're pushing the agenda-driven propaganda. And as you know, she's a single source of truth for that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the so mind boggles. It really yeah, does. So you've got there that section. So what I've done is I've highlighted in yellow what they do need to show to get provisional consent, which is all the basic, just simple information. But then as you go down to the bottom, the criteria from, um, I think it's... Just trying to find the yellow section. Yeah. Sorry, have you, can you, I can see it on my screen. Can you see it? Oh, yep. There it is. Yeah. Um, the, the pink ones at the bottom are what you need to prove for full consent, but you don't need to prove for provisional consent. So that's all the criteria. I've got my copy here um, to establish reports of tests to establish the safety of the medicine. So you don't need to approve that to get uh, to provide that to get provisional consent. Report of any tests made to control the strength, quality, purity or safety of the medicine and the method of testing. Don't need to provide that. Reports relating to the efficacy of the medicine, don't need to consider that. Uh, translation to English, um, evidence to show the distribution in any country has been approved. Well, it hasn't been approved anywhere in the world, only emergency approvals in countries that really do have some cases of COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, none of, none of the meaty requirements have been met. 
And the Crown, Chris James from Medsafe was very clear they couldn't approve it for full consent, which is why they gave it provisional consent, which is what gave us the argument that provisional consent in those days at the time was only for a limited number of patients. Yeah, and I would go further and to say because it's supposedly been allowed for emergency youth authorization, I would contend that there is no emergency and there never was. So to have it even out now or in any type of rollout is complete and utter crap. Well, certainly they can't meet the test that the benefits exceed the risk. And that's the main test. If it, if the benefits don't exceed the risk, you can't approve it. And, and let's face it, as you've just pointed out, there's been more deaths and serious side effects to the so-called cure than there is the actual uh, disease itself. Yeah, look, the deaths are coming through thick and fast, and it's got faster in the last couple of weeks as they've ramped up the numbers. There's at least 40 people on the list that I'm aware of who have died in New Zealand after having the COVID vaccine. And many of them are young people. You know, the, the dentist in um, Matakana, 35 years old, I believe, due to get married a week later to his fiance in um, Australia, and he died. Uh, there's there's uh, um, all sorts of young, fit, healthy people who had the vax in good faith, trusting what the government told them, and then died. Who, for the most part, have not had any pre-existing comorbidities or anything of the like that would actually have or enable any medical professional to say, oh, no, it was definitely that and not the jab. Well, it's worse than that because when they go to the vaccinator squad, they don't take their medical records with them. And the vaccinator squad has got no idea. So you've got Joe Bloggs turning up and who might be on all sorts of medications and have some history of allergies and whatever. Turns up a little bit nervous at the vaccinator squad, a um, bit of pressure from the employer to get this experimental vaccine to keep their job, to feed the family, to pay yeah. the mortgage. And the vaccinator squad, the, the latest ones, don't even have medical training. And I've heard today that they've got they've divvied up the tasks, so you don't even have one person preparing the whole job. You've got a sort of network of different people doing different things. They are incapable of providing the information or giving any medical advice necessary to ensure informed consent. It's just so far off the mark. Okay, a couple of things, because I want to touch on the Nuremberg Code as well, where a lot of people say that doesn't in any way, shape, or form apply to this. I personally think it should, and yeah. if it does, actually, let's go into that. Does that apply in this instance? Well, I believe it does. There's an official information response floating around where the government said that it doesn't have any statutory status in New Zealand, and they're probably right, it doesn't have statutory status, yeah. but we also have a lot of other sources of law. We have the common law, we have customary law, and we have international law. Now, the Nuremberg Code is clearly customary international law, so by that status, it is law in New Zealand. It, it has to be law. Yeah, what about the Chemical Weapons uh, Convention? Because I believe this will fall under that too. Mm. Well, any treaty that New Zealand's party to effectively becomes, well, it becomes, New Zealand becomes bound by it, whether they incorporate into New Zealand law is another question, but often they do. Yeah. But they can't, they're using they're using pedantic, semantic words to try and make it look like this doesn't apply, when clearly it does and it should and it must. Politicians are... It's certainly well adjusted in terms of being able to do the double speak and say a whole lot of nothing. 
Yes. The, uh, you remember when uh, the government took the line that there's no way they were going to make the jab mandatory. They yeah. also said that um, uh, there may be some instances where it may be mandatory for frontline workers. Now, this has, as usual, taken incremental encroachments onto freedoms and rights of everyone in the workplace, and it seems to be spreading faster than the virus itself. Yeah. What 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 can be done to sort of stem the tide of that? Because like I said, there is no emergency. There never was one. Mm-hmm. They're basically killing people with an experimental um, serum. We are the lab rats, just like a lot of other places in the world. This, I might add, is also um, like four British Airways pilots are dead. Five India uh, Airways pilots are dead. Five JetBlue pilots are dead. One Canadian cargo pilot is dead. And yet the push for the jab in that industry continues. Yeah, Why? and the push for Air New Zealand, for our pilots and air, our flight um, attendants to get vaccinated and yet they've already got a risk of of blood clots from flying what is the risk of the blood clot if you're flying and you have a vaccine that makes you that makes you um get blood clots i bet you nobody's done that research but they should so we've got this new vaccination order that came out a week or so ago now i believe it can be challenged at several levels i believe the first thing is it's made under the covid vaccine whatever covid health response act which is again only applies if there's an emergency. I've just got a report back from the government to say that they renewed their last epidemic emergency notice, basically because they wanted to, not because there was any epidemic or any risk. So it's challengeable because there is no justification to make it in the first place. It's also, in my view, challengeable because the minister can't make a law that under one act that he knows is going to breach other obligations. So he knows it's going to breach employment obligations. It clearly breaches health and safety obligations. It breaches the public service obligations to their staff. So he's he's playing it pretty um, cute to say that, oh, well, I've got the power to make this when he knows that it's going to breach all of these other obligations. Now, the, um, the next thing is the order itself. They now have this weird exemption for well it's not a weird exemption it's quite a good exemption for medical reasons and if you can find a doctor who can sign off and say it's not in your best interest to have the the jab then that is a a defense to needing to the law so you you don't get fired if you've got a letter from your doctor at least under that law now you still have to make sure well that's the way I read it you still have to make sure that you um, meet your other obligations to the employer but at least it's a level of protection that wasn't there in the last version of the vaccination order and it is there now we're still working out how it's going to pan out in practice but at least it's something so I am saying to people there's no downside in talking to your doctor. And look, in my view, it doesn't have to say that the vaccine will kill you. The vaccine is just not in your in, not in your medical interest. So if you want to have children, you probably wouldn't want to have the vaccine because there are these concerns that it might make you sterile. Over 100,000 women in the US so far, I hear. Exactly. So there's there's much wider concerns. It doesn't mean that you've got to have a life-threatening, debilitating condition that means you can't do your job. It just means the vaccine's not in your best interest. And what's the point of getting people to get a vaccine if the risks from the vaccine are greater than the benefits, which pretty much apply to all of us, I suspect, as more and more information comes out from the risks of the vaccine? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say a good medical exemption would be the fact that 
you know, death is likely. Um, I think that's a good way to uh, well <laughs> deny it. <laughs> We don't know what the um, short, medium or long-term effects will be, but we do know that it might cause blood clots, it might cause hemorrhaging, it might cause all sorts of permanent harm. Um, you know, a lot of people have died, a lot of people are in hospital, a lot of people have had strokes, fit, healthy people. Yeah, uh, not good medical grounds to force someone to get vaccinated, I wouldn't have thought. Now, in the US, the uh, clip we showed at the beginning of the show states that there's an estimate of, of approximately 50,000 or 45 to 50,000 people who have been who have died within 3 days of the jab this doesn't take into account people 1 week 2 week 3 week uh, or longer and there's a hell of a lot more than that of course with serious side effects blindness death um and these numbness uh- neurological disorders, all yeah. the shaking and loss of ability to, to walk, hor- horrible side effects. Yeah. Um, that, that The court cases, um, oh, well, first that the 45,000, I'd love to see the data. I'm actually talking to those um, doctor next week, so I'm really keen to see what source of data they've got because, of course, we have this mythical CALM register where some information gets into it, but it seems that very little comes out again. Yeah. So um, I've lost a lot of trust in that reporting system. And that's what the government rely on. They say they look at the CALM system to, and say, oh, well, there haven't really been that many deaths, so we don't really need to worry and we'll justify them as being elderly folk or whatever. Um, couldn't possibly have been caused by the vaccine. But if you could have all of the data it would make a huge difference. Now, what it looks like in America is there's one reporting system through VAERS that the public know about, but there's been other reporting systems in the background that the public haven't been told about. Yeah. In fact, these are the same types of bureaucrats who used to say back with their um, convenient science, because as you know, results of any type of medical investigation usually favours the funders. Um, Remember when smoking was fine, then they had to settle that years later. It's asbestos that used to spray liquid asbestos, and that was meant to be fine. Um, DDT to, for lice, etc., was meant to be fine. All these things later that turned out to kill and cause cancer a hell of a lot of people, and they all had to settle. I believe this is exactly the same thing going forward. Well, exactly the same, and even the same company. I mean, Johnson & Johnson have had numerous lawsuits against it. They're, they've had the talcum powder where they've been putting a toxic substance in baby talcum powder, for goodness yeah sake um there's the um opioid dependency where they've been pushing opioid drugs knowing that people are addicted to them um they're they're in the process of settling that there's there's so many lawsuits of the same companies that we're trusting with our lives for these vaccines same with um the same with the um, Pfizer. They've got a whole long history of, of settlements for major law cases. So no wonder they demanded an indemnity from prosecution for any deaths and, and ill health they cause in New Zealand. <clears throat> yeah, I, I need to stress to people out there exactly what's going on. Now, these are the types of companies that um, experiment on the African continent. Mm. I had a friend uh, when I was operating in the Solomon Islands. His name was Dr. Mike Nort May. He's a Dutch guy, but he was born in Vietnam, raised in Cambodia. He joined the UN as a medical uh, doctor, uh, where they went to Mali and places like that. He got out because he was disgusted at the fact that they were experimenting 
um, on the local populace with vaccines. And how they used to do it was they used to bribe local officials, officials who would deny that anything was related to that and there was something else in the area that was killing people. They used to also have uh, a whole screed of literature at the ready to throw at people to say, look, independent studies have already been carried out. They, these were already ready before they started the experimentation. And then, of course, uh, how they used to do it was if the number of deaths exceeded and therefore the possible claims against them exceeded their profitability uh, Line in the sand, they used to discontinue. Never mind the devastation they caused, they'll just discontinue it. If, however, the number of claims were minor in comparison to the money they would make by pushing this crap throughout the world, then they just carry it on anyway. Well, the vaccine is their dream, isn't it? Because yeah. they've got an indemnity against all the harm. They don't even have to do the proper safety testing, but they're re reeling in the money. Yeah, exactly. And yet this government's complicit. I, like I said, I called them out on a previous show. I called it Ashley Bloomfield, uh, Susie Walls, um, Jacinda Ardern, and anyone else associated with, including the editors of all the papers like Stuff, News Hub, um, mm. and all the you know, TVNZ, all of them are complicit in murder, and they should be charged. For um, The New Zealand Defence Force right now has been pushed to get the vaccine. Surely military intelligence will be onto it enough to um, know what's really going on, and then even they should have a red line to say, wait a minute, you have way crossed that, and now it's time to remove this government and take over until we can get some semblance of a real government in place. Yeah, I mean, the risk factors for the guys in the Army Defence Force presumably incredibly low. They're fit, young, healthy people. And just talking about, we were talking about the um, government changing the rules and making it up as they go along. This issue with Chris Hipkins today, yes. super interesting, super interesting. He's come out on the media saying that they couldn't um, order the vaccine sooner because they were waiting for it to be approved. And so they first ordered on the January the 29th because it had been approved. But actually, it wasn't approved until the 3rd of February. Now, they're trying to say, oh, we knew it was going to be approved. But what gets really interesting is that it wasn't until a meeting on the 2nd of February that it went to an, a so-called independent advisory committee, the Medicines Assessment Advisory Committee, to look at the safety of the vaccine and whether it should be approved. And it talks about it's being referred to the committee for independent advice huh. as to whether the Minister of Health should grant provisional consent. So how could the government know several days before it went to the independent committee, that the independent committee was going to approve it. Yeah, it's, it's rotten to the core. It's absolutely rotten. The, no one has faith in this system anymore. They lie like flatfish, and something needs to be done. Absolutely. I mean, and something must be done. We can't keep – they're just playing with us. You know, you wonder if they're sitting at home laughing and saying, ah, you know, we caught another – 15,000 of them today, it's it's just horrific. Actually, add to that, you know, toying with adults who should have the capacity to research and actually look at the facts and figures outside of the mainstream uh, bullhorn. Mm. But now they're targeting children. So yeah. I think they need to be um, protected at all costs because they don't deserve to have brainwashed parents enable them to get the jab because they lack the ability to research for the good of their health.
But it's even worse because overseas they're saying, I think, children over um, 12 or 15 are capable of giving consent on their own behalf. So the vaccinator squad is going to turn up at the schools, line all the kids up, and you know what peer pressure is like. How many kids are going to say, no, I don't want it? How many yeah. kids are possibly informed enough to step up in that situation? We've been talking to some of the school boards because it's really important that the school boards understand what's going on here and that they don't set up – they're setting themselves up as a health and safety risk. We don't want – our kids to be in that environment, they're supposed to go to school to learn, not to have an injection that may kill them. Yeah, what, what can people actually do? Because there's a lot of worried people out there mm -hmm. and a lot of people who actually feel they're alone, they can't do anything, they just have to submit themselves to the jab or lose their job and things like that, of course, get the chastising of their fellow man, the ignorant ones, who um, believe that they should just line up like sheep and be killed. Yeah. Okay, get get informed. Find like-minded friends for moral support because it's really hard when you're by yourself. So find friends physically. It's much better getting together in a group where you're talking with people. And it's happening all over the country. People are getting together. Voices for Freedom are getting people together. All sorts of different groups are helping people connect. But it can just be your like-minded friends. It doesn't <laughs> have to be any formal thing. Um, get get connected also with people with similar skills and get into sort of talk groups around the country, all good stuff. Know that you can say no. It's your body. Nobody can tell you to have an injection in your body. And just imagine if the employees say, every Air New Zealand staff member said, no, you're not telling me what to do in my body and my time. We all say no, we're out of here. Or the nurses, if everyone said no, they're gone the employers have to start listening to their staff. We've got to get smarter and co cooperate together. The farmers did a great job last week. Yeah, they did. Great example for the rest of New Zealand to step up, say no. The other thing is court is there. Get legal advice, but make sure you get legal advice from someone that understands the issues and that has read beyond the um, spin themselves because what this government's done, the headlines on their document do not match the content. They make all sorts of claims, but when you actually read the detail, it often says the opposite. Yeah. Um, and what people have to also realise is they got to learn from history, and that's why they're trying to obfuscate history and get rid of it. Because you look at Pol Pot killing fields in Cambodia, you look at the Chinese Communist Party and what they're doing right now with the genocide, yeah. and Chairman Mao, millions and millions of Chinese in the past. You look at the Hitler situation or the Jews or the 50 million who died going to war over a complete and utter bunkin' myth. Um, all these things happen and yet people think, oh, that was then, it couldn't possibly happen in the modern day. But here we are, right here, right now, and it's happening. They are killing us. If you've got any doubts, go and read 1984. It's all there, the Orwellian newspeak. There's a blueprint. It's exactly what they're doing. Well, we will let you go, Sue. Thank you very much for Thank joining you. us. And uh, hopefully that's a stark reminder for people that something needs to be done. You need to push back because your very lives are actually at stake. Much appreciated. Thank you. You're most welcome. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda.
We now have before us an experimental COVID-19 gene therapy with inadequate animal trials to guide us, no long-term human safety studies, including of fertility, scientific evidence of antibody-enhanced disease following COVID vaccination, evidence that the spike protein itself can cause lung pathology, and a proposed rollout in New Zealand, eventually for all citizens, including pregnant women and children, well before the full trial results are known in 2023. Vaccine companies have no liability for damages. New Zealand health insurance companies do not currently cover for adverse effects or death from this vaccine. It is therefore extremely difficult to offer full informed consent to our patients, but it is now considered unprofessional to discuss risks and dangers in case we dissuade our hesitant patients from receiving their COVID-19 injections. This means we are in breach of our duties under the Code of Health and Disability legislation. It seems to me as doctors, we cannot be true to our code of medical ethics and at the same time remain silent in the face of an experimental treatment compelled under duress, fear, threat of losing livelihood, travel restrictions, potential loss of medical, nursing or university education and state overreach. The climate of medical fear coercion and deception must end if we are to recover our open, vigorous and robust democracy. I therefore appeal to my fellow physicians, make no mistake about it, we are fighting for the integrity of our profession. We cannot meet the challenge of COVID-19 by throwing away our moral compass. Welcome back to Counterspin. That was, of course, Dr. Damien Wojcik. He is a member of the New Zealand Doctors Speaking Up With Science. Uh, he's from Whangarei, a GP up there, um, where he's discussing the lack of safety, safety efficacy um, standards and all of these vaccines. There's another um, vaccine experimental one that the Chinese have developed that's also here in New Zealand as well. Um, that vaccine... Of course, same thing. It's on trial here. There are no safety standards. There are no efficacy standards. There are no results that could give us any type of, um, how would you say, any type of confidence that these things are actually working as they intend them to. In fact, everything shows that they're not. <clears throat> uh, so you'll see on one of them it says for medical research only. And um, the other, you will see it says bio certificate number to be confirmed. Now, a lot of these things don't have safety sheets because, again, they're in trial, so they're not likely to have them. So they're not likely to be able to give you any sort of information in that regard. And when you're dealing with people's lives and you're dealing with sterility, um, long-term adverse reactions, and, of course, including death, then you really must ask the question of the officials, why? Why have these not been trialed and tested and clinical trials outside of the general population, and don't give me this, um, it's emergency use authorization rubbish, because there is no pandemic. There never was. The only gain of function that we've seen 
is in the media. And that was to create a hype of anxiety, a hype of fear, to make people line up like sheep and stab themselves with an experimental serum likely to kill them. And it is, to all intents and purposes, doing just that. So Dr. Wojcik, of course, is not only one of the doctors speaking out uh, with science, but he is also uh, a person who has, um, he went, underwent uh, probably 12 months of internal conflict and turmoil before he decided to speak out. Now him, like others, <clears throat> knew what it would be like to speak out. And as Dr. Shane Retty, Deputy Leader of the National Party, uh, which of course is opposition in the New Zealand go- to the New Zealand government, um, he indicated last week on our show, in an interview we did up him with the hell of a protest um, rally that was going on, that they would be brought before the Medical um, Council for possible censure. Now, I believe it's the Medical Council that needs to be brought up on charges uh, for reckless disregard of human life and a a clear violation of the Hippocratic Oath. Unless, of course, that oath is the hypocrite oath. Then they're well and truly within their bounds. History will look favourably on all these doctors. Just like the next one we're about to introduce is Dr Mark Shelton. Uh, He's a Plymouthson GP and founder of New Zealand Doctors Speaking Up With Science. Here's what he has to say on the matter. Hi, my name is Dr Matt Shelton. I have been a medical doctor for 35 years and much of that as a GP, and here in uh, Wellington, New Zealand. I've been forced to speak out on a number of issues. Firstly, there are very effective treatments for COVID-19 that are being suppressed. Um, Early on, it was shown that one's chances of dying is really the same as for influenza, about one in a thousand overall, Um, but much of that concentrated in the elderly population. Uh, One's chance of dying was strongly linked to vitamin D levels in the blood. Vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, um, that has an impact on practically every aspect of immune functioning. And this was never publicized by our public health authorities. The evidence for ivermectin as a curative treatment, as a life-saving drug, is about as strong as you can possibly get for any drug. And yet the WHO, the CDC, and many governments, uh, not all of them, uh, have suppressed, ignored this information. Um, Some countries have halted COVID-19 in its tracks by making ivermectin freely available. And this is published evidence and has been for a while. India being the latest example, um, which is perhaps why it's disappeared from the the news now in in late May 2021. Very early on, hydroxychloroquine was removed from the shelves here in New Zealand of the pharmacies, even before most of us knew it was a thing in treating uh, with zinc, treating COVID-19. And welcome back. Now, because we're all about facts and evidence here at Counterspin, let me just uh, make a correction of myself. I'll fact check myself. That was Dr. Matt Shelton, not Dr. Mark Shelton. So apologies for that. Now, let's talk, um, uh, next clip we're going to show you that's vitally important, and you'll see the future planning of where this is all going. Now, imagine, if you will, that you are a computer, okay? You are the hardware. And now imagine the need to constantly update, as you do with any of your computer systems, yearly updates of software. You imagine a vaccine being that yearly update, or booster shots, 
And make no mistake, this is all about control, money and power. It is little to do with health. In this country, we don't really have a healthcare system. We have an illness maintenance system. You cannot make money off people who are in um, fit and healthy condition. In fact, when was the last time you heard the adverts on TV talking about healthy living, talking about fresh fruit and vegetables, whether it's organic food or not? It seems if you want to be healthy and buy right and eat right, they price you out of the market. But if you want to buy things that are going to kill you or have adverse effects on your health, like junk food, they're a dime a dozen. It's cheap as chips. Now, <clears throat> let that percolate through your mind when we talk about the booster shots being like a systems update or yearly software update as you watch this next clip. While more and more Canadians are getting vaccinated right now, it's also important to plan it ahead for the future. We've reached an agreement with Pfizer for 35 million booster doses for next year and 30 million in the year after. This deal includes options to add 30 million doses in both 2022 and 2023 and an option for 60 million doses in 2024. Pfizer has been a solid partner for Canada in this fight against COVID-19 and we're happy to be one of the first countries to secure an agreement with them going forward. These boosters will be the latest version of the Pfizer vaccine based on research and testing, and they will help us keep the virus under control. And the work doesn't end there either. We're on ongoing discussions with other vaccine manufacturers about their plans for booster shots too. Welcome back to Counterspin. That has got to make you think twice about what's really going on. None of us saw the deaths and the magnitude to which they advertised. Now, this is like a, any product that they're trying to sell. Slick advertising, in this case, fear-based, and you were expected to buy into it. If you want to know more about New Zealand doctors speaking out with science, you can go to their website, www.nzdsos.com, and... Look through their website and you'll find a whole lot of background to some of the doctors involved. Um, the facts and evidence will be on there as well. And I implore all people within those professions, whether they be um, pharmacists, physicians, doctors, um, you name it, anything health-related, anyone who's got any knowledge, scientists, join them, stand together and help save people. You're at a defining moment right now. And right now is where you need to stand up and people need to be given the truth. Because the government sure as hell ain't doing that. Jacinda Ardern had the nerve to smile through her pearly whites and tell everyone this is a safe and effective vaccine when she was talking about them. That is patently a lie. As there is no safety and efficacy um, results, because it is still in a trial, she had no business to even utter those words. That shows that she's selling. She's selling a product. She's pushing an agenda. And that agenda needs to be brought to a complete stop now. I also want to talk about some news that's been happening around the world, of course, in the last 48 hours. You have um, at least three dams in China that has burst. 
and it's been taking a lot of lives. Now, if the Three Gorges Dam goes, and we, we uh, believe that there are faults within that dam, you'll have a third of the China wiped out, and a lot of people will be affected. These are people doing what humans normally do when faced in crisis. They all come together, stand together, to try and help one another. That's when humans are actually at their best. So, given that, if there's ever a silver lining to any dark cloud, it would be this. Exclusive from the Countersman Central Command Intelligence Desk. The headquarters, used in the planning for the invasion of Taiwan, which is located in the Jingzhou uh, city or county of the Henan province of China, has flooded and a number of high official, uh, high-level officials, CCP officials, have drowned. Hopefully those plans have been derailed or at least suffered a major setback. I wonder if the SIS were onto that. There's really not much you can say about all this. You know, we sit here and we try to bring you all the facts and evidence. We try to tell you what's really going on. Now, some people deride us for doing so. Uh, We try to bring you only fact and evidence-based information. In fact, we've been um, given a little bit of stick for not having certain stories on. Like in one particular instance, we were asked, why don't we talk about the reptilians? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Find me a reptilian that I can sit beside me, that can even be my co-host, where I can rip their skin off and show you the little scales and say, yep, there it is. There's the facts and evidence of that. Until I get that, I cannot. There is a lot I would like to say on the show. But until I have clear, cut, fact and evidence to back it up, I cannot, in all clear conscience, bring it to you. We would violate our own our own obligations to bring you facts and evidence. <clears throat> if you want to see more fact and evidence-based reporting or journalism or whatever you want to call it, then please think of um, helping us if you go to www.counterspinmedia.com. There's the donate button there. You can assist us, and we promise you every cent that's donated to us will go towards bringing you the show. If this is what we can do on the sniff of an oily rag, imagine what we can do with some assistance. I also want to give some shout-outs, actually, now. I'll do the shout-outs now rather than later. Uh, wakeupkiwi.com. That's uh, Richard. Uh, there's a wakeupkiwi.co.nz. That's Carol Saiki. Curious Kiwi, of course, can be found on Getter and Telegram. Brad Flutie, at Real Brad Flutie on Getter. Medium.com and of course Facebook, uh, Damien Dement, Telegram, Getter and Rumble. Coronavirus Plushy, who helped with some of this as well as Curious Kiwi to bring us some of this information. Um, you can find him on Telegram and BitChute. Uh, Dana Lee uh, on Getter and uh, Rebel Noun and of course Facebook and Instagram. Kelspin, of course, plays on, or well, you'll find us on Getter. You can follow us there on Rumble. We stream Mondays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock on the GTV.org network. Uh, That's GTV. Uh, Instagram, Telegram, Podbean, and TikTok. You know, I didn't even know we were on TikTok until just today. Amazing. Our team is really getting it out there. Check out our site resources for more um, alternative information sites uh, that we consider bring fact and evidence-based reporting as well. And again, if you want to assist us, please do so. And we will try to do what we can to bring you uh, news and information with a fact and evidence-based bent to it. You know, right now I'm lost at what I'm going to do next. 
I know there's a clip coming, but yes, 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 that's an important one. There's a worldwide rally for freedom uh, on the 24th. That's this Saturday on the 24th, Walkworth at the Corfi Park at 11 a.m. And Wellington at the Civic Square at 12 p.m. And Christchurch at the Bridge of Remembrance at midday also. Please, if you can, make it along to that. Do so. Show support. That would be grand. Share our information uh, as and when you can, on any platform you can. And please, the information, especially these types of shows, if you're worried about loved ones and they're in two minds as to whether to get the jab or not, give them this information, show them these shows. Help them to have an informed consent because that you need to do if you're going to save their life. Because this is a life or death situation, regardless of which way you want to cut it. That has not been too extreme. That is not overstating it. I believe that to be a fact. Right. <laughs> yes, the wrap-up. Sorry, people, I'm actually a little bit lost here at the moment. I've got so much paper down that one. Actually, just tell me what we're going out on. That's coronavirus plushie. Coronavirus plushie information we're about to go out on. After that, of course, take down the CCP. In fact, if there's ever a time where the Chinese Communist Party is at its weakest, it's right now as they're trying to project strength. Now would be a good time to take down the CCP. Now, here's coronavirus plushies <coughs> compilation of different facts, figures, and everything you need to know. And please share far and wide, and we will catch you next time. The Limit to shut down a program is about 25 to 50 deaths. Swine flu, 1976, 25 deaths, they shut down the program. It's not safe. Keep in mind the National Institutes of Health is a co-owner of the Moderna patent. So they have a vested financial interest in keeping these vaccines going. So, And we are going to uh, really be witness to what's going to happen in history. We're sitting on right now uh, the biggest number of vaccine deaths, there's been tens of thousands of hospitalizations, all attributable to the vaccine and going strong. For God's sake, inform yourself before you let yourself and your beloved ones be vaccinated. Because if you have been vaccinated once, the second vaccination has always turned out to be worse than the first. It's the booster, right? And guys, don't get a third or fourth or fifth, because if you do that, you are going to contribute to the decimation of the world's population. Well, so you believe that the COVID vaccine is not necessary? I think it's downright dangerous and I warn you, if you go along these lines, you are going to go to your doom. The actual number is almost certainly higher than that, perhaps vastly higher than that. The data we just cited come from the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, VAERS. A report submitted to the Department of Health and Human Services in 2010 concluded that, quote, 
Fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported by the VAERS system, fewer than 1%. I filled out a safety report on a patient who developed blood clots after one of the Pfizer Moderna vaccine, and I'm telling you, it took half an hour to do it. There was many pages, and each page said, warning, federal uh, um, uh, 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 offense, uh, punishable by um, uh, severe fines and penalties if I falsified a report. All those thousands of Americans that have died with the vaccine and hospitalizations in the database, I think, are real. And they are far beyond anything we've ever seen. And as a doctor and as a public citizen, I am extraordinarily concerned about the vaccine. Americans know they're talking to each other. The vaccine's not safe. And we know that the vaccine technology produces the dangerous spike protein. It produced the Wuhan spike protein, the spicule on the ball of the virus itself, which damages blood vessels and causes blood clotting. And all of them do. We would never unleash that into a pregnant woman's body. Americans have to understand something is very wrong what's going on. What's going on now in the world, these are examples, are clear-cut examples of wrongdoing that is at such a high level, the group think is in the wrong direction in such a consistent and overwhelming way that people are being harmed in, in, in an extraordinary fashion. It, it, it's living hell for these people. <laughs> we need help. This is far and away the most lethal, toxic, biologic agent ever injected into a human body in American history, and it's going strong.